Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 140 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. What is up, crisis actors? It's Mary. Uh, and by the way, we have a guest host today who might not know what a crisis actor is, but introduce yourself, Sorry. sir. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> canceled. Uh, I know what a crisis actor is. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Jamie Hilstein. I co-host. Oh, the name of the podcast, which I'm literally I can't say because I can't curse. But hi, everybody. It's nice to be on a show here where I don't have to talk just about guns and abortion. I'm very excited to talk about movies. Perfect. Yes. And uh, not everything needs to be about guns and abortion. Right? Believe it or not. Uh, out yeah. here at the at the castle. Not yeah. everything is guns and abortion. <laughs> very excited. It's, uh, it's but we will be talking about surrogacy today. Oh, oh yeah, dang it. Damn it. <laughs> I, I was like, as soon as I said, we're not going to talk about guns, I'm like, but we are going to talk about something in the same wheelhouse, yeah. kind of. Something but that else was, ghoulish. That right, was, you know what, everybody? Let's just say pro-choice or pro-life at the same time. One, two, three. I'm, sorry, I'm not no. doing uh, it. <laughs> one, two, three, I'm out. Mary asked me that earlier. I'm like, we're not talking about this right now. <laughs> we're not talking about this right <laughs> they're now. All, they're listening. They're, they are, they're, yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know. They, they could all be listening. There was so, a chopper earlier. Uh, we, we, got a, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We are going to talk about the fact that... Um, um, Todd Phillips is uh, either insane or an insane genius mm-hmm. making Joker 2 a, uh, a musical and the possibility of hiring Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, which to me is, uh, bear with me, but I think it could work. I think it's just crazy enough to work. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about surrogacy, as Mary mentioned before. She's very excited to, to talk about this. Yes. Yes. Excited is a word. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're talking about that, and then we're going to talk about Lizzo uh, literally bending the knee when she should not have bent the knee to these uh, people that are just going to complain and complain and complain. We got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if we are ready, we'll just... Oh, actually, before we get into it, we are going to do something else because yesterday it was brought to my attention that this did not work when we did this. Yeah. There you go. See? Uh, yesterday, I was explaining. I was explaining to... Uh, Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, so uh, I was explaining to Jamie. The show rules. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why are I on the show all the time? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, you can be on whenever you want. Oh, you're, you're welcome I back. will. Um, Sorry, so you're everyone. like a baby at like a high chair. Like yes, this is it. This yes. is it. Do it again. Do it. more. 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 So that is that is for yesterday oh. because yesterday's did not work. So we do apologize for that. When it uh, basically when it. What it is is like when we reach a certain amount of super chats, it does it does that. Yeah, uh, and we reached it, and we had a technical difficulty yesterday, so they get so early yes. in the show. It's worked out for me uh, for the people. So uh, for the people, it's uh, there's like uh, there's like forty people in the chat right now. They'll have to let the people know later. Like, look, you guys should have been there right when the show started. Uh, you, you missed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So all right, so we're gonna go ahead and get right into it. So it says Lady Gaga in early talks to play Harley Quinn t- in Joker two, and it's a musical, folks. Okay. Um. Before you say no to this concept, that's what I was gonna I, say. I wanna, I want to pitch this idea, okay? Before we even read into it, so first of all, if you've never seen Lady Gaga in American Horror Story, 
Go watch that. Yep. And, Which and, one was it? Uh, I don't remember. She played the Countess, I, b- I believe is the name of the character. I believe it was um, somebody in the chat. Check in the chat. Somebody would be Asylum able to. Asylum or Coven. Uh, it was not. Uh, it might have been Asylum. Uh, but okay, so she can do this. She can act. Uh, and if they make Star it a musical, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, and Todd Phillips was actually a producer on A Star Is Born, which is where that relationship stems from. But it would be very interesting if what we get is uh, all the musical scenes to me is like, say she's his therapist, uh, mm-hmm. and they won't name her Harley Quinn. They'll likely go with the actual name of Harleen Quinzel, which is like her full real name. Uh, and then every scene where they where they perform music together is ultra violent with them harming people. Right. Uh, it would it would offset the people that are going to be weirded out by the concept of just turning such a serious character into something like a musical. But if all the musical numbers are accompanied by like hyper violence from the Joker, who is now officially entered into the farthest realms of his psychosis with her either egging him on or him. Because I, I have a harder time buying that he eggs her on into psychosis like in the canon and more that maybe they make her into the one who actually makes it worse for him. You really hit a weak spot for me because I was very against this for reasons I will still discuss but nothing one of my favorite very niche tools that is used in a movie are is violence to inappropriate songs like well, do you remember Dirty Work, the Norm yes. MacDonald yep, movie? Yep, absolutely. When there's about to be a bar fight yep. and Chris Farley goes to the jukebox and he's like, uh, Rolling Stone, Street Fighter, G7. <laughs> and they were like, you press G8. And you just hear, do you like pina coladas? <laughs> and then bam, chair shot. And there's a whole fight to that. It's great. Yeah. So the idea of legit graphic violence to musical theater like yeah. i'm down for that i was thinking crazy on you by heart um oh, uh, so good so so there's a there's a bunch of songs that they could do uh that that i think would work perfectly for are this. you proposing that it's all in his imagination as his girlfriend in the first joker movie was or she yeah, no or, like um, this new relationship would be a real one that mirrors the relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker. Perhaps the idea would be that they have regular therapy sessions, but his delusion makes him believe that they are uh, a, a duo like partners of people. in crime yeah. in his mind. But it's not actually that. Then she would have to be able to play both the straight-laced mm-hmm. therapist as well as the uh, violent psychopathic girlfriend, which I think she can do. Now, I have a question, and maybe this is just because I'm all wrapped up in Timcast fever because I've been hanging out here for a couple of days, (laughs) but could this possibly, and if it is, this is what makes me against it, besides my absolute love for original Harley Quinn, is could this be, because liberals hated the first joker they said it was problematic they said it was glorifying this you know I mean, whatever they more hated the idea of it before it even came out for the, sure 100 the- but actually now that i remember todd phillips i believe spoke out against cancel culture because when i first saw this article my thing was i'm like oh no you're not doing this to appeal to the woke people who were mad at the first joker by making it it's a fun musical where lady gaga's like sorry the no. first one was problematic like that's what we're well, the name of the, the the running title for it is Folia Do, which uh, I believe actually does translate to a shared delusion between two people. I uh, mean, a dark musical, it, I yeah. could be totally down I, for. That's what I'm saying. And then, I don't know. I hate musicals so much. <laughs> we rag on them I'm all not the time. Sure, I could make it through that. I thought you were watching Hamilton downstairs before. Is that Hamilton? Not, yeah, is that not your vibe? 
I wasn't watching I'm Hamilton. I'm kidding. You do not take me as someone who would be watching never. musical um, theater downstairs. Well, honestly, like... I stand by Hamilton. It would take something really, really good for me to, like, overlook that. But maybe maybe you're onto something, Brett. They have to, they have to find a way to drag it back into the serious. And, like, yeah. to be honest, with as many iterations, one of the comments that I read is, like, with as many iterations as they've done of the Joker now, they're surprised that weirdo Hollywood people haven't already turned it into a musical yeah. before this. So if they're going to do it, they're going to have to do something very interesting to actually some keep people, people involved. Yeah, some people didn't, like... In the first place that they went off script from the comics and just adapted it into this story about a normal yeah. man. Did, did you guys like the Buffy musical? Everyone's, I never saw the Buffy. I never saw, that. saw it. Everyone said they like loved it, loved it, loved it, and it was so good. And I, I, I don't remember if it actually was or if it's one of those things you go back and watch and kind of cringe. Probably would go back and cringe. When was but this I made? assume. It would have been a while ago. Buffy, I'm old. The Buffy is uh, you were you were but a twinkle in your parents' eye when yeah. when, when Buffy was popular. And I was I was forty six uh, already. Yeah. <laughs> so it says making so Joker tired. two uh, a musical is a bold stroke from Phillips who struck it gold at the box office with one billion dollars worldwide gross. Remember that is without a Chinese release uh, from the theaters, which is still fascinating to me given the fact that I don't really remember what if somebody could correct me as to what it was that China didn't like about it. Uh, other than just the fact that it was like, uh, was there like something to do with, um, was there gay romance in that movie that I'm not remembering? That's that's usually why China and, uh, and overseas <laughs> tend to, to, to cut these things. I love that that's the only question they ask. It just gets like, given to the president of China. Is it's it gay? that or if you feature the Epoch Times in yes. one of the shots. I went to, I did shows in China and like Hong Kong, Shanghai and Beijing years ago. And you like so you go to Tiananmen Square and it's just nothing there are no signs there's no anything they're like eh. but even weirder than that when I was going to look up directions yeah. when you google it when you were in China with a like Chinese IP mm -hmm. it literally doesn't mention the conflict it's just like a square that is located in China that is a place very interesting it's so wild yeah I've never actually been in a place where I'm like oh this is what it feels like it would be like going overseas to like uh where was the um the adam or not the adam, like to hiroshima yeah and they're like yeah nothing happened here yeah yeah this is a field all like, right like that that doesn't uh, that doesn't actually make much sense yeah it was very weird. so it's uh, i do take issue with the fact that they it says here that they framed his number one villain as a loner anti-hero i don't really feel that he was portrayed as an anti-hero in this movie uh, I, I guess like the public could have seen him that way, I but think I think he was. I don't. Framed that I, way. I didn't feel like the movie wanted you to see him that way. I, I felt like being a character study, the idea was more to show what society does to a person. I don't think that they tried to frame his actions as heroic. I think that's what the left tried to kind of say yeah. it was, where it's like it's glorifying him. I'm like, I don't think it is, guys. There was a really good meme that I saw today. It says like 1988. Uh, they create the Joker by dropping him into a vat of acid. 2019, they just drop him into society. <laughs> and that just creates the Joker. And that's that's how you make the Joker now. So society true. is our vat of acid. Well, it's, he is glorified in it. It's just you're seeing him glorified through his own Lens. eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But people don't understand storytelling. This is anymore, also a great so. example. When you read how much money it made, it's, you know, I was, I believe, still probably only hanging out with like progressive folk around then and all i saw were tweets about it being problematic about why we don't like it blah 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 and then suddenly you just s snap into the real world and it's like oh it did great 
and everyone loved it. Yes. And he's doing a sequel, and, and everyone's excited. In the yeah. in the media, wanted something bad to happen so badly. Oh, like, they were they, almost like rooting. They for were a salivating. To happen. It was weird. They were salivating. There was there was movie theaters where you right. had to have like where they had cops armed armed cops at yeah, the gates. Yeah, I forgot about um, that, dude. Uh, and and then they were really bummed out when when nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that there would be a funny way they could do casting if they weren't to do Lady Gaga. I don't know if either of you saw Death on the Nile. Did you? No. I didn't. You did? Okay. So there's an actress in there named Emma Mackey okay. who plays a, a crazy woman who looks just like Margot Robbie. Mm. And it would be really funny to cast somebody who looks just like Margot Robbie but isn't Margot Robbie to <laughs> yeah. play crazy Harley Quinn uh, oh, in a, in a non- so it, that's my follow-up question. What happened to what happened to her? It wouldn't fit in the timeline because one is considered DC Extended Universe, which is a different. Uh, this is not connected oh, to that timeline. So she's still going to be Harley and like Suicide Squad and everything I, like that. Uh, I be, well, I think that just I think they've kind of done away with they, that now that Birds of Prey failed. failed. Um, oh, it did fail. Didn't it? But no, yeah. and and Suicide Squad two bombed, which broke my heart because it was actually really really good. Greater pastures. The, 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 yeah, well, she's still. I think she's still signed on to like she could still do like she one could, more. Yeah. But I don't think that they. I don't think that would be a good decision. Her money, or also she's worth so like she's going to cost more and more and more right. and more because she's such a, a high uh, a high status actress that you get discount. Margot and they, Robbie they and Emma Mackey. With, <laughs> they paired yeah. her with a different iteration of the Joker. Yeah, right. it wouldn't make any sense to have J- like Jared Leto not be there. Yeah. Though they could do the the uh, the three the three Jokers storyline in this, which is a, a comic from Jeff Johns that came out a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, where there's multiple versions of the Joker and only one is the real Joker. But I don't think that's what they're going for no. here. But it, as a musical, I think that there is a lot that could be done here. You just have to make it really violent. You have make, to make it dark, almost yeah. get Tarantino to just do all the the music scenes. Yes. It would be it would be glorious. Yeah. I, I would watch that. Inglorious. So don't yes, exactly yeah. yeah. Inglorious Jokers. That's yes. what they can yeah, call there it. There you go. Um we nailed it. You guys can't take that. It's ours. Don't discount this idea out of pocket just because it sounds ridiculous. Another one of the comparisons was is that the, if the first movie was supposed to be like um, like Taxi Driver, that this would be like New York, New York, which is also a Scorsese movie, which was a musical mm. with Robert De Niro. So it's possible. Also, they could bring Murray. They could bring Robert De Niro back as like a as like a like a figment of his imagination. Oh my god! Uh, who like goes around and like narrates his life for him? Yeah. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of interesting stuff they could do. Can there. I also before we click out of this article? This is off topic and not having to do with the Joker, but it's on most popular for variety. And I just very quickly want to say uh, a headline is James Corden. Yes, let's do it. James Corden (laughs) heading back to UK after Late Show concludes in 2023. And I've never been more proud to be an American. Oh, God. I'm I'm not for renditions except for James Corden. (laughs) I'm like, we send a hole in Syria, the UK. Yeah, send him back. Send (laughs) him back. Send him back. See, I'm like that with most late night shows. Host. Like every time Jimmy, but fa- he's especially annoying. Let's stop traffic in LA to do a song. That, if thing, I were in the car, was he promoting I, cats? I think so. Oh, I think so. Like that's even worse. I would have run over everybody. Anytime, anytime <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel cries, like I, yep. I get, a, I get tears of joy. Yep. <laughs> I get, I get, like, I have like a sympathetic reaction where whatever's whatever's making him cry is making me he extremely cries happy. So often, he's he, like the Jordan Peterson of late night. Oh, no, no, the 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 ke- no, he that would make him the Kevin. Sorry, that, that was would, a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not obvious. Uh, it, it, would, it, would, it would make him the it would make him the Kevin Smith of late night because no, Kevin Smith fair. watches a trailer for anything and just starts bawling his eyes. Uh, I did you see the trailer for what is it? Marcel the Shell? No, I cried. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a, a, a two minute uh, brand new trailer. Uh, that they played for everything, whatever that movie was. That everything, was everywhere, all at yeah, once. which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the trailer, yeah, it's Marcel the shell, and it's a little shell, and he's trying to find. She's a little shell family, and uh, yeah, that's that's all I will say. I, I, but I, yeah, I choked up. I don't, I don't cry, uh, cry that often during. Just, I, I still contend that a lot of like the excitement around, like somebody was like, there was tweets about like, I can't believe they're finally making a Blue Beetle movie. I'm like, yes, you can. No, <laughs> you're My lying. excitement is, is beyond, beyond rational. <laughs> Thought. I'm like no. I'm just a uh, sucker for like cliches. Like you put swelling music and a cliche yes. and someone's Brett, did dog. Did you cry at Top Gun Maverick? I mean, oh, I did al- almost. Yeah, you yeah. almost pretty, cried. Pretty, I almost cried. Yeah, I, I, like, and we all know the and scene. I didn't even like we, it that much. we all know the line that was said, and yeah, I ch- I totally choked up. It's a beautiful mu- It's a beautiful movie. It's beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's like, but like that's rare. The like, uh, like I'm one of those people where if like like yeah, like you said, swelling music. We've been watching Obi. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. We've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi, and one of my biggest problems is is like they're like completely failing at the score. Like there's these scenes that should have like Kenobi with really heroic music yep. on and it's just bland yeah music. you can't do that i remember i know people had problems with lost but one of the things i loved so much about lost is they nailed that yes i remember there was the like the second to last episode of the first season where you know the the they, they the, uh, sawyer and Jin they were going off to you know try to find help and they built a raft and enemies became friends and they're literally sailing out and the dog goes after them because the dog wants to come and they're like come back and the orchestra music kids and I am just sobbing here's what you got to do for any guy listening who wants to cry more to movies do what I do do (laughs) MMA I've done the most manly thing possible so I can be a complete woman in every other facet of my life I can sob uncontrollably and then go and just choke people and punch them in the face and I'm like I'm fine I'm a dude I wonder if Lost was the last time Damon Lindelof did anything good. Abrams usually is pretty good about picking his composers. I remember did you the, not like finale, the finale uh, of Lost was so emotional to me. Like the music was perfect, was. The music perfect in the last episode yeah. of Lost. Who was the composer? Does anybody in the chat know who the composer was? I'm looking it up on IMDb. Because actually the music in Leftovers, also Lindelof, was great as well. It was very different, but it was great. Lindelof is is also one of those people. Thank you. Uh, Lindelof is one of those people that just, you know... People, he got a bad rap now, and a, a lot, you know, him, Lindelof, and then who's the dude who did? Um, when did he get a bad rap? God, I've missed. Who so did? Much. Who did? Who did the Watchmen TV show? Lindelof. Was it Lindelof? Okay. Because people love that. I uh, thought I was not personally a fan, but I'm also like, uh, in, I should have been the target audience for that because I'm not one of those people that evangelized. Uh, the Watchmen movie whereas right. a lot of people love that movie and I'm like it, really it, it was fine it was fine it was fine it was, fine. Uh, it, it was not um, anything completely special to me somebody would have to find uh, whoever did the score thank, thank you, you. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think you're right like I, I think back if we're looking for more recent and even like uh, less intense examples of, of movies would be when Chris uh, Chris Evans as Captain America prevents the helicopter from uh, leaving in, in Captain America in Civil War. Yep. Uh, and the, the music swells literally as he grabs oh, it. And he's ah, like, I'm getting chills. He, he'd been working out for like six yeah. months for that shot. Yep. 
Uh, and so, so that his, like his arms could be super pumped up. Yep. And like that's a perfect example of when they can manipulate you with music. Every it's time they go thing. Avengers Assemble, every time like, yeah. oh, here comes the backup and the music comes yeah. and it's like, oh, it's, it's Wakanda or it, like whoever's coming. Like, oh, it's incredible. It's designed to, to elicit a strong emotional yes. response. Manipulate me, Hollywood. Manipulate me to my core. One, one <laughs> thing that I will give Top Gun Maverick credit for, even though it is a little bit off topic, is that they didn't, they, they, they held to their guns and they didn't use Danger Zone more than once. Yeah. If you watch the original Top Gun, that's that song's in there three times. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's the most ni- it's the most excessive nineteen eighties thing ever. That's so funny. Like it's like in the in the that's beginning. So funny. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then there's just a random thing of him like on his motorcycle later. I'm like, it doesn't really fit here. But you know, oh, like started from the top. It's like yeah. the the John Mulaney Salt and Pepper Diner story. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Well, so I went to Top Gun. I didn't see the first one. That's and, even more impressive that it was that emotional for you. And I loved you. it. I got the gist of it, but I just watched the preview and I was like, man, I bet I can get it. I'm also like post breakup, so I'm just being crazy where I'm like, I'm going to go to a movie by myself to prove I'm independent. Like, I'm just a, a mess right now. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I just had a feeling and I kind of got the gist of it. But when I saw the reviews, I was like, I bet this narrative, it is just going to be such a well-constructed, this is exactly what you want in a movie type movie that I'm like, I bet I can get everything from it. And sure enough, I did. Like the piano scene where like he puts it together. That's that's all you need right there. What was interesting is like I had seen the movie a bunch of times and I was trying to think when we were there, like, I'm like, who the hell is Penny? I couldn't think of who the hell Penny was like. And then I remember that she was the the Admiral's daughter that was mentioned at the very beginning of the first Top Gun. And that didn't that didn't register with me but it's still they but it was still a, a perfect love story yes. in that yeah that's exactly what you need to do it's Didn't like tell the movie ultimately. like it can be seen uh by someone who doesn't know the first one because even good 80s movies that i really do enjoy i do have trouble going back and watching like I, I was just flying to hawaii and i was like oh beverly hills cop which is a good movie yes. but i just turned it on and right away in the action scene you just hear like Wah, like sexy saxophone 80s <laughs> stuff and i'm like it I, was the 80s. I can't do it so i was like <laughs> if i i felt like if if I watched Top Gun in all of its cheesy glory, I actually wouldn't have been as excited to see the new one. So I just went blind and loved I it. I just, I just like to me, it's just like it's re- like in the original Top Gun. It's like we, it's the Cold War. It's Russia. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like nothing's changed because Hollywood is now afraid to make anyone the bad guy but Russia. Yeah. So in Top Gun two, they just made generic. Uh, generic villain number one who looks like Cobra Commander. Yeah, it's like we're at war with this mountain. They they they're like where it's like it's the enemy. Yeah. I'm like I feel like they need more information than that. Just nope. give him a wave. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, super chats. There are super chats. Waffle Sensei said the story of the Joker is that when society drives you to the brink, you, you should, should K word uh, your bullies and that it's a good thing. Uh, China can't let that yeah. get into their citizens minds that movie was dumb he he's right that that was what that that china was like that was in plus that was like right when taiwan or uh like when um everyone all the stuff with uh you know like um was it taiwan that was uh rising up at that time um uh the protests in oh not be i mean that conflict is ongoing but, um, or I'm sorry, Hong Kong. There's yeah, Hong Kong, a, oh, Hong yeah, Kong yeah, protests yeah. Yes, were going. Yes, yes, yes. Hong Kong protests were going on that time. time. The one and only time I've ever made like any type of like uh, I got crap for it. I I I made a shirt that said Freedom for Hong Kong, and somebody's like, Ugh. It's, it's like remember me who hates activism. <laughs> uh, uh, 
the first time you, you learned do. your lesson. I, I yeah. was, yes, I was like, this is why I hate acting. This is why I'm apath- I, this is why I'm apathetic and nihilistic. Even if I believe it, I still was re- I still regretted doing it. That's the move. I mean, yeah. you're not wrong. Also, the first half of that super chat before they mentioned China, I was like, whoa, this person is plotting revenge. And then when he brought up China, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, that's good. yeah, yeah. He's like, your enemies must be taking care of. Yeah, I was like, yeah, where no, is no, this no. going? I hope he likes me. I wouldn't have read that <laughs> otherwise. Um, Clint Torres said, send him back base. <laughs> um, John Lee said, I could be wrong, but I thought Harley was the only one dropped into acid. Did the Joker fall into acid too? In the 88 movie, right? Yeah, yeah in the yeah. first movie, I thought in so. The, in the first movie, yeah. In the old person one. I, in, the, in the Suicide Squad movie, it was just... He pushed Har- her in. He pushed right. Harley yes, in because yes. that's love, man. You know, uh-huh. that's yeah. love. <laughs> Clint Torres said, Sorry I've been away, people. My stupid job takes up an unholy amount of time, but I need to make it rain. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Thank you, Clint Torres. We really appreciate Mary it. Mary especially oh, hang in there, buddy. the term unholy, right? <laughs> Is that a problem? An unholy amount of his time. Yes. Uh, so see Hobbit said music is incredibly vital to hit my emotions. The oh, end yeah. of the fellowship of the ring chokes oh. me out 20 years yep. later. Yes. Other than that, I'm affected by most by epic moments of sacrifice and hope in despair. Yes. One of uh, an interesting example in television that people might not there. There's a composer named Blake Neely okay. who did all of the Arrowverse shows, which are objectively awful shows yeah. that have <laughs> fantastic Musical scores when the heroes do heroic stuff. That's what you need. Because the dude, because he also, I mean, he did a bunch of other stuff too. He did a show called Blind Spot, which has it's this. It's, he has this. I vi- watched that. The girl. Wait, is that the FBI Jay, one? Yeah, with Jamie Alexander. She saved my life in L.A. Jamie Alexander. Yeah, I, 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 I knocked myself out. Uh, and what? I was walking like bleeding, like covered in blood. And she pulled up. No way. And she stopped and she was like, Do you need help? That's amazing. And she took me. We went to a vet. <laughs> uh, we went to a vet in LA just to like get. Just see if I needed stitches or like patched up, and I was super woozy. And I just remember like walking into the vet. And I was like, I like you on blind spot. Hey, doggies. And like <laughs> I was sitting there, and I was like, Do you have crackers? Like as I was just, God, I haven't thought about this. It just came back to me like a flashback. And uh, yeah, they just like <laughs> Holy com- compressed my head and stuff what? like that. And we actually had a, a mutual friend, so I got to like send her a thank you letter. That like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But she's it, she's, she's a Marvel actress. She played uh, Lady Sif in in the Thor movies. Right. Um, yeah, she. she Rules. But she's great, and that that show has a. It's one of the few times I've downloaded like a random television score because they score the whole show, right? Yeah. So characters have their own beats, and there's a character in like season two and three named Roman who plays her brother, who has this incredible score. He's not even a good guy; he's a bad guy, but it would be a fantastic yep. good guy score. And that show also had really good. If there's good action choreography, yes. I will sit through a bad generic show to get to the one fight scene with the dope music. It's also really fun. Because that's one of those shows where I'm like nobody could actually be in the FBI if it was like that. Because no. most it's con- it's like it's anxiety inducing con- like they're always in a gunfight. Yep. I'm like no. <laughs> I was like I was like you don't actually get into a gunfight every day in the FBI. My PTSD is fighting with my other PTSD, that's and it just gets me to go forward. That has uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, Ashley Johnson. She she's one of the people from the show Critical Role on the D and D show. Yes. Cre- uh, Critical Role, and she she plays the tech person on that show okay she's great yeah uh, i mean the whole yeah i i definitely i have a couple guilty pleasure action shows now they're all on hbo max but that show yep. banshee yeah oh yeah again An- anthony uh, star yeah he's in, he's in the boys who's very similar it kind of remi- to, to sullivan stapleton i thought they were dude, the same person 100%, bro yes. i did too i did too and then there's another one that 
Uh, well, Warrior's actually good, yep. which uh, same dude who made Banshee. Uh, Banshee, if you guys haven't watched it, semi-problematic, and it's just sex and violence. It yep. is. Anytime I want to just rebuild my manhood, I watch Banshee <laughs> like all the way through again. And then there's another one with the dude, with the actual guy from Blind Spot. Uh, and it was like a Navy SEAL one or something. And he was like, is that the one where he had there, like, there was like really heavy nudity in, in like. Yes, it was like MI, it was like MI5 and the CIA or something yeah, like that were teaming up. It wasn't an American show though. It was like it an wasn't. Australian show. No, but it was also from, on yeah. HBO Max or Cinemax. Bosch I, is a good show to watch if you okay. have, it, it's a slow burn, but it's, it's, I heard it's, it's a slow it's burn. Sim- similar to that, but yep. that's based on books and novelizations, okay. which is a little bit more story driven like The Wire was. Yeah. Um, or, or, or if you go back and you watch The Shield is the other one I've been telling people Shields, to go back Shields. and watch. You go back and it's still yeah, good. It's so, it's I so love prob- that you guys are just like completely broing out yeah. right now. <laughs> we're off, we are like I just knew this topic. would happen. Yes. I had to start pulling the string. You yes. lit up because the reason she asked me to do the show yeah. was because I started going on, I assume the exact same yeah. rant you went on uh, <laughs> after watching Top Gun. And she was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, Come yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> See, if, if I could have my ideal podcast, it would be just doing stuff like this where you wouldn't actually be able to give it a name because you'll go off into like 90 different directions yeah. and you wouldn't be able to have a target audience because you go to like we just mentioned like 12 shows from like two decades can we like when i start doing more here can we just like make new things can, can we do something where we just watch a- like 90s action movies and just like, oh. mi- and just, like mystery oh. science theater don't it? threaten me with a good time let's do it let's <laughs> do it things have been talked about okay yes. all right all right all right there was another super chat in there so see Hobbit says the Arrowverse music is amazing. I stopped watching the shows years ago Thank because you. of how bad they were, but I still have some of the tracks on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Every time Oliver Queen gets to enter a room and look cool, uh, the music is freaking awesome. Ugh. So um, all right. we have a couple more. I also assume that money shot. Yes. Uh, was for us doing the mystery science theater. <laughs> yes. Like best of the best and only the strong. Uh, Clint Torres said, I show up here for the sex, violence, and illicit drug use. Still waiting. <laughs> we'll we'll have to boy. get we'll have to get like a, a like a a, a warning trail, you know, like yeah. a parental advisory sticker. Because uh-huh. I'm gonna be honest, now that uh, now that I'm hanging out uh, and moving here, that will happen a lot. Curtis Terry said, Mary, what about Rocky Horror Picture Show or Phantom of the Opera? Um, I've been meaning to watch Phantom for a while. I don't know about Rocky Horror Picture Show though. But Mary, you're, I think you're kind of like me because you seem like a very like logic based person. Where so I'm a sap. I cry to music. I I like cheesy things. Blah blah blah. I convinced myself that I was like I've got to like musicals. It's all the stuff. And I went mm-hmm. to see the new West Side Story, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've I ever think seen. That musicals avoid emotion the because I- every time that you're watching a dialogue it gets interrupted yeah. by That's the, the sequence thing. the idea of me and you about to fight and then i start snapping while i'm really afraid yeah. you're gonna stab me it's just yeah it kills it yeah uh, that, that's what i'm saying like i wonder if like they do it as a thing in joker since we can pull this around to wrap this up well that's is, how that works is yeah. that like it's like he's like singing while he's like stabbing someone that's how you make it work. like you could make that work if it's done very very well is that like a be, dark comedy yeah angle it, for it my life i thought my life was a tragedy but it's actually a comedy there, yes, you, go. there you go yeah that's, that's what it would be i get it all right and then curtis uh Terry also said that he, he was just referring to, to musicals. I've never been a big musical fan. I know that La La Land was very popular, and that's why they- I watched I, that one. Oh, I like- The ending just really the was ending dissatisfying. Me out. Yo, agreed. Hard agree. I think the big problem, though, is that La La Land was an original, and a lot of the other ones that are failing are not originals. They're I appreciate stuff. anything being original anymore. Oh, 
again, you put, speaking of West Side Story, the reason I wanted to see it is because of the lead, um, Baby Driver. Yeah. That's an example uh, of Ansel, like, Ansel Elgort. Yes, it's yep. not Thank ba- you. Baby Thank Driver, you. not a musical, but the score was, ve- like that opening scene in Baby Driver, completely to the John Spencer explosion, uh, Song, which is now it was choreographed like a musical, but it's not a musical, yeah. which is now problematic because Kevin Spacey is is a creep. And you know, oh, you can't, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I can't like that movie anymore. Yep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Forget <laughs> I said that. Bleep out, Baby Driver. You're not allowed to like Seven or, or <laughs> anything anymore. Yeah, uh, because Kevin Kevin Spacey's a creep. Well, at so. least I still got Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, before we get to Lizzo, a bit of a teaser. We will uh, we will save those super chats. We'll move on to the next one for now, and we'll do those at the end of the next segment. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, surrogacy. As you thought that was a, a weird segue, yeah. it was a weird segue <laughs> to make. Uh, so it says uh, this is an opinion article from someone named Mary. Mary Monahan, Mary, Mary I, I don't know who that is. Uh, no idea. No idea. Uh, so it says, uh, opinion, surrogate wombs are becoming new and a, a new and ghoulish celebrity status symbol. Do you want to take us through this one, Mary? Good work yeah, using the word ghoulish. Yeah, let's do it, I we, guess. We use, we use the word ghoulish <laughs> a lot so, here. It's so good. Because a lot of times when we're talking about stuff and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. It makes me feel ghoulish. You ghoul. It's, it's it perfect. Me, and it's I was a, like, what gr- adjective should I add it's a there? Great, it's a great word. It's a great word. word. It's yeah, like when, it's, for it's, ghoulish. Thank you. It's like when Tim says beclowned. <laughs> what? He says that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've heard He says beclowned. All right. It's when you make it a fool of yourself. Like it's, it's, fan, it's fantastic. That's a fantastic word, <laughs> and it describes this practice perfectly. Exactly. So, entertainers I've noticed uh, are having children via surrogate and openly talking about it more often. And this was just on my mind because over the weekend, people started debating about Kim Kardashian's uh, pay rate for her surrogate. Back in 2019. Which was like $45,000 for 10 months. Yeah, which is kind of an extremely low salary for renting out your body as an incubator for I feel like that's how much she would pay for like a Met Gala dress. That's, yeah. It's how much she pays for maybe like half a Birkin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, do you know what a, is that a bag? It's a, it's a yeah the Hermes Birkin. Okay. Some of them are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I, we're dudes. So I don't know if you knew what, what a Birkin gave, bag was. No, but, but because I am a dude, I pretended I did. Yes, yeah. I was like, got it. It's like, what? Is that like Birkin stocks? Yeah, <laughs> I'm here to educate you on fashion. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, TMZ reported that she paid her surrogate mother forty five thousand dollars in. 10 monthly installments of 4500 each and she offered her an extra 5000 for each additional child that may implant so when you <laughs> when you do just this, in case it gets a little ghoulish, yeah, ghoulish. when you do the I- IVF procedure it's up to random chance whether or not you'll have multiple embryos implant you get so, a bonus if that load was strong yep. yeah um so that's actually why her two youngest children who were born via surrogate uh, named Chicago and Psalm are twins, but born a uh, year apart. Ghoulish. I, I mean, I literally thought, and this is maybe very naive. I thought the only, like the only reason people use surrogates was if there was something where they couldn't, they couldn't have a baby on their own. Well, or the couple can have a baby on Kim, their own, so then they would get a surrogate. Yeah, Kim had her first two kids, um, the you know, normally, but she said that she had complications. She said 
with her first kid, she had preeclampsia. Then her second, she had a different condition where her like uterus got stuck or something. But now birth. they're not doing it for that reason. Now they're doing it simply for vanity. If for you're doing it for vanity, not, then. I, I don't know about like Kim in particular, but these but other people that we're going to mention Chung. as well. Um, and also, I thought I'd mention the surrogate was insured $4,000 if she lost her reproductive organs somehow in the process. That's it? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd take the money, but that's because I need it. Also, also, <laughs> I want to point out that you, you pointed out that the... The, the, the um, agency the that matched them with her surrogate earned more combined than the surrogate earned. How they do corporations 000. even win in this case? Which makes no sense whatsoever, given that most in Nothing most contracts like that, wouldn't the agency get a percentage, a percentage. of what the, what the yes. In any normal yes. industry where you have an agent that matches you with a with a client like yeah they wouldn't be making more uh, i mean at least like tip her out right yeah. so uh, comedians even do this thing where if they bring a well-known comedian to open for them or if they bring like a headliner where it's like hey i'm gonna bring mary to open for me the club pays openers four hundred dollars because it's awful but mary has a following she's my friend yep. at the end of the week i'm gonna give her another five hundred dollars and i'm gonna cover her hotel that's Thank just I, i'm just doing that to be cool or respect you it's like yep. Kardashian, you could do like, hey, I know it's only $4,000, but you just brought this miracle into my, here's an extra $5,000. I want you to be compensated. I want you, you're literally birthing a baby. You're saying bye to a baby. You're going to see this baby on, you know, the E network when it becomes addicted oh to gosh, some kind of pills so in high school. Ghoulish. Here's, you know, here's five grand. Elon, like, Elon has like all his kids through surrogacy. Now, I always just assumed he made all those moms million, all those surrogates millionaires. Yeah. I literally just assumed that. Sign this, like, keep your mouth shut. Have, have a child so, for me and you will never work it a day yeah. again in your life. That's sort of what I. That's what people what, were shocked by, you know, compared to Kim Kardashian's worth. Which is like how little she billion. was paying the woman who was carrying her unborn children. But, but the problem here is that it's likely through the agency. So it's a contract that's negotiated beforehand. So, yeah. so there's no wiggle room and she's going to be like, well, I don't want to pay more. So then, and it's not so much that it's a pay dispute. It's we're saying that it's kind of ghoulish that she's trying to rent women out as incubators yeah, in the first yeah, yeah, place. Yeah. But that's really controversial and spicy. So the Jamie Chung one was the one that, that Jamie was the Chung most yeah, let's talk about Jamie Chung. Too. Well, before you talk about her, can I just ask you, do you know like what kind of women these agencies are like where are they getting these women? Are they pre are, are they preying on like poor women? Are, you are they are you fertile? I mean, like it, it, technically anyone can do it if you're in good health. Well, and because fertile. What I was, cause it's kind of like a like a hacky joke about, you know, guys who donate sperm. It's just, oh, you're desperate. I'm going to go yeah. donate sperm. But obviously that is much easier for a guy. Here's right. a magazine. See you in five minutes. As opposed to you are going Egg to. Egg donors. Y and yeah. They're, or, do they're literally donating their womb. Carrying a baby for yeah. nine months. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, so... Jamie Chung uh, did it for reasons unrelated to her health. Thank you. Uh, she told, in an interview with Today, she explained that she chose surrogacy so that she could continue working through becoming a parent. Did not want to lose career opportunities. Mm -hmm. She said, people probably think, oh, she's so vain. She didn't want to get pregnant. No, we don't think you're vain. We think you're ghoulish. Read the article. <laughs> ghoulish! The article. And it's much more complicated than that. For me personally, I'll leave it at this. 
I worked my ass off my entire life to get where I am. I don't want to lose opportunities. I don't want to be resentful. I was terrified of becoming pregnant. I was terrified of putting my life on hold for two plus years. In my industry, it feels like you're easily forgotten if you don't work within the next month of your last job. Things are so quickly paced in what we do. So the kid is less important than her work. Exactly. That is ghoulish. You shouldn't have a kid I don't want to put my life on hold. But like pregnancy isn't the only thing about becoming a parent that may put your life on hold. Also, you actually have to raise the child after the child is born. Yeah, which I assume she's not doing well. <laughs> if you find yourself saying something like, I'm not going to birth my own child because the industry might forget about me. And mm-hmm. then you don't pause cue swelling music. Oh, my God, I'm a monster. What have I become? And then you change yeah. your mind and quit acting forever. You're a ghoul. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Then we also have uh, the case of the fashion designer Peter Dundas and his partner Evangelo Buzis, I believe. I tried to pronounce um, it. I, I couldn't get it. Yeah. They were in an interview with the Times uh, back in March talking about their surrogacy experience. Um, they said about finding their ideal egg donor. That's who you're really having a baby with. That's the genes. So we were super picky. Our casting went on for a year. Hollywood celebrities, they're just like us. And it's like my big I complain about that all the time. I said there's nothing creepy than the the things that say they're just like us. Yeah, they're just like us. They go and get donuts. They go and get coffee. Yeah. And and then they take the donuts and coffee to eugenics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They go bring their eugenics children (laughs) donuts and coffee. Psychos. They also mentioned that Kim offered to give them her surrogate. Uh, like oh. as a reference, it's. Oh. <laughs> I said they they mentioned it in the same casual tone one would use discussing recommendations of dentists or hairdressers. Uh. Right, exactly. Um, it's so creepy. <laughs> Go throw a baby in that used up body. So ghoulish, 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 ghoulish. 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 I finally found another podcast I can chant on. <laughs> yeah. that's how I know Chanting. we're gonna be friends. By the yes. way, like, this is my my favorite thing to do is chant. It's the pro wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, I'll always chant. Oh God, yeah, we were meant to, to have him on the show oh my bud uh, I, I, love I just trained with dustin Rhodes, and <laughs> oh. like i did my first wrestling match yeah we have so much to talk about cody Rhodes <laughs> is back in the Dude, WWE. cody is crushing it crushing it play did like a whole pay-per-view with a torn peck it was incredible it was crazy. i love watching this bromance <laughs> it was incredible by the way now. welcome to like all of my stand-up shows where whenever i like talk about sex and dating all these gorgeous girls they're cheering and all this stuff and i'm like yeah this is great and then after the show it's only they all walk by me and they're like good show and then it's their boyfriends who <laughs> want to talk about oh how long you think cm punk's gonna be yeah. out for and i'm like come on i don't want to talk to you but, yeah. man that uh, that uh, that tony khan is kind of nuts huh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> All right, continue. <laughs> Ghoulish. Yeah. Um, basically, my take on this is that if you're postponing pregnancy or just swearing it off altogether to appease the industry, the entertainment industry, you're adapting to a culture that is inherently backwards and you're yep. enabling how they blacklist people I mean, for prioritizing personal duties. A hundred percent. Growing a family. And Thank you. here's something else. You don't have to have kids, you guys. Yeah. I'm sure there are people listening to this who have chose to be childless. You know, like I was in a rough marriage when I probably was the age where I would have had a kid. And I think about it now where it's like, 
I would want to have kids for sure. And, you know, there was a long time. I didn't even think I would be a good dad because I just people get stigmatized if you yeah. don't have kids. So I guess oh, I'm just a screw up artist, whatever. And then I started volunteering and teaching kids jujitsu and all these parents were like, why don't you have kids? My kids love you. And I was like, damn it. Uh, I would I would be a great dad. And I think about it. But then I go, you know what? If I'm and I, I've thought about this, if I'm going to be a touring stand up comedian, if I'm not with a partner who I know this is the love of my life. This is who I'm staying with. If I'm going to be traveling all over the place, yeah. I would rather focus on that than get successful enough where maybe I do a charity for children. Maybe yeah. I teach, you know, I have this dream to set up something where I can teach jujitsu to kids with like uh, depression or anxiety or whatever. And then I still get to give back. But this idea that you're so self-centered that it's like, no, it has to be my genes and it has to come from us doing it. And like, it's like, bro, if you, if you are going to donate yourself out because you care more about acting, you're allowed to care more about acting, but then don't have a kid and ruin this little spite baby's life. And instead, Instead, just do something good. Donate money to children's charities or something like and we that. Talk, we've talked about this before where like a lot of Hollywood, it's like it's the uh, they get angry in their older years. They're like, I, I worked all through my 20s and then they don't realize that by not settling down or having a family, then they're depressed. So now they want to be able to have their cake and eat it too yes. without taking any of the side effects yep. that come from actually giving birth. And you talked about how it is emotionally damaging to not. Jamie Chung mentions postpartum depression. And I asked you, I'm like, I'm like how can you have postpartum depression? Depression if you didn't actually give birth. No, she's still, even after doing all that, now she's like, I still have it. She's like, yeah, she's three saying years that later. even though someone else gave birth to her children, she is experiencing postpartum depression. And uh, cool. so called experts say that you can experience postpartum depression three years out from giving birth. I love how no one <laughs> interviewed the poor woman who actually birthed this child who yeah, like no, is probably no like if anything I would have postpartum depression knowing I gave my child to a ghoul. Like yeah. Because everyone is just ignoring the fact that pregnancy is when you first bond with your yeah, child. That's what I'm saying. Like she, there, So none of those chemicals that come from the actual And just the biological benefits yeah. that you yeah. get. Like no. This lady's just sad because she's a bad person and she's like it's probably postpartum. Right, you're you're gonna be depressed three years after you have your kids and call it postpartum depression. Like you're just depressed because your situation is because you're a monster. Inherently ghoulish, like, a lot of them yeah. ghoulish. Yeah, yeah, and these people also think of children as products, props, as, props, as yeah. props, et cetera, um, like accessories to. Their public outings. It's like when Eddie Guerrero tried to take Rey Mysterio Jr.'s son away from him. Very, Am I right, fella? It's a very, very sad situation. That match <laughs> could have been could have been bad. It's uh, uh, sorry. And now and now uh, Dominic is wrestling anyway. No, right. So yep, yep. Uh, anything. Who can knows happen. if he's just acting out from the childhood trauma? We don't know, everybody. They but we're here to find out. And they wrestled with. Jake Paul or was it Logan Paul? Logan Paul Logan. At, at WrestleMania yeah. this year. Jake Paul is the one who went off on. They Biden did. I, I don't I don't watch much wrestling these days, but I still faithfully listen to many li wrestling podcasts. That's where I get most of my information. Most of the show is actually so bad it's unwatchable. No, but the, the AEW pay per views are solid, but they're so long. They're um, very long. And then I'll watch like the matches that I hear are good. When I saw uh, when I saw CM Punk come on TV with like a pro life or a, like a pro uh, choice T-shirt, yeah. I was like, I'm out. 
I can't do this shit. Yeah, I, I assumed a lot of my friends weren't going to be psyched about that. Yeah, well, I just, I was like, just keep it off the show, dude. Right. Like you can, you can be weird and have your weird views and and be weird to people on Twitter, but maybe, but Tony Khan's weird, so it makes it makes perfect sense. We're getting off topic again. That was my fault. Uh, later, somebody was like, do you believe you could somehow uh, weave pro wrestling into a converse, conversation about surrogacy and uh, yep. uh, <laughs> and, and the in the problems with uh, raising a family that you did not give birth to? Watch them try to do that we did on it, this baby. episode of Pop Culture <laughs> Crisis. Cue the lost music. Yes. I don't um, I don't mean to steer this conversation into being like callous to to people who don't know how to balance their careers and like their desire were. to Boom! have a family. An actual one Thank this time. Thank you for time. a real wow. We party. actually, uh, you gotta, yeah, you have to reach a certain, so there it is. Yay. You get more money. More money. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Why are the guns weirdly aggressive today? They are. They're like angry. <laughs> Thank it does you. feel like they're mad at Jamie. Yeah. The, they're like going extra hard. Well, like, that's because my people run the banks. Yeah. So they're <laughs> firing. firing. <laughs> this is getting too like, real. <laughs> uh, that is that is a spicy take right there. That there is a go. very spicy take. Holy I can crap. make those jokes because of my last name. <laughs> Uh, I can make Hawaiian jokes and uh, Jew jokes uh, are, are the things I am. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think you're being callous at all. And that was actually one of the reasons that I kind of told my like personal thing about not having kids because it's like you – it would be callous if you were going after someone for not being able to have kids or if you were going after – but like no, man, it is a big responsibility and you shouldn't use kids. And I think you're thinking about the kids and it's like – and, and and the way the surrogates are being treated, and I actually think it's a it's a compassionate. I, like, I I've never even heard this story. I don't think it's callous at all. I just see these um, elites thinking of middle class women as That's, yeah. their cattle yes. and yes. incubators. One hundred percent, just products just that they can like buy. When they go to the Met Gala, and all the celebrities are maskless, and all it's the, the same all thing, the poor yeah. employees are, are stuck with their masks on. Just, yep. Yeah. All right, super chats. Yes. Uh, unavailable ID name says we need a watch party for Mary's movication. We have been in talks about doing Ooh. some kind of watch party. It we don't know how we're going to arrange that. We would have to do it probably on the website yeah. because of copyright law. Oh, yeah. right, I know. Right, right. Okay. Somebody, maybe somebody can. I've had this mentioned to me several times and I've never been able to confirm whether this is true. If you watch Amazon Prime stuff on Twitch, you can do that as a watch party and like a comment, you know, as like a as like a review thing because Twitch is owned by Amazon. Oh, or, or I don't know if that's one hundred percent true. Somebody it is, told yeah. me it's it seems like one of those things that you have that friend who just says stuff with a lot of confidence. No, it's true. And then, and then like, you <laughs> yeah, never yeah. know if they're actually telling you the truth or not. They're like, yeah, yeah, uh, dear, our, our yeah, man. and you're like, I don't even know if Amazon is owned by. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. Oh, humans can give birth to deer. Yeah, no. Did you ever hear the story <laughs> yeah, about? Oh well, I mean, I don't want to sound he, stupid. And disagree with him. He sounds like he knows what he's talking. He's about. very loud. That's <laughs> all the time when you're talking, Brad. I just listen and believe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a believer. I listen and believe to me. That yeah. is that is so. It's a dangerous place. That's a very dangerous to place in. to yeah. be, given that we're in the year 2022 and Amber Heard just lost that <laughs> that whole trial. We don't know where things could go from here. Uh, Clint Torres <laughs> said. Ooh, love violence set to great music, such as in Atomic Blonde when a guy gets beaten to death with a boombox to 99 Red Balloons. This Perfect. Is, this is a great, a great example. Now, the real question is, is it the Goldfinger version or the, the other version, like the, the punk? The, yeah. The, the American version. I forget. I remember I was disappointed by that movie, but liked that scene. All right. Uh, Z Torrance said, Jamie, I'm right there with you, man. Turn, 
turn the break up into a breakthrough, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. And that that is actually what I've been doing. Like, when you get out of a relationship and a month later it's the most successful you've been in 10 years, you have to go, okay, that probably wasn't the healthiest relationship then. Mm. Like, that's actually what happened. Then they get annoyed that you're doing well. Oh, she tried to get back with me. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Don't don't fall for that trap. I can't. Another, I was so, like, thrown out to, yeah, no. Another good example of, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen John Wick, but there's, in the first uh-huh. in the first John Wick, there's a song called Think by Kaleida, uh, and it's like, it, it hits this really, like, uh, funny, like, high note right when he just jabs a knife under this dude's gullet. Oh, yeah, in, um, in the, like, great. in the, like, bathroom scene yeah, in the bathhouse. I, I was like, if, if you believed Hollywood, literally every other business is a Russian bathhouse. <laughs> What's up with that? Like I've been to New York plenty of times. I've never been invited to a Russian bathhouse. Side note: my one of my <laughs> favorite martial arts movies that is very underrated is Showdown in Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, and Dolph Lundgren, and they're mismatched cops where he's like the bad boy and Dolph's the very like straight laced. Tia Carrera gets naked in it. Oh, that's amazing! Um, Let's go watch Wayne's World when we're done here. At, yep, at one point, um, right before I I, I I I will not say the word, but the uh, Dolph and Tia Carrera hook up. Brandon Lee sees them. Then ninjas attack the house. And, and Brandon Lee looks at Dolph before they go out to fight ninjas and goes, hey, champ, I just want you to know if we die, you have the biggest D word I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my man. God. And then they go out and kill ninjas. It is the best. <laughs> anyway. This was, can't uh, be real. I have so to see real. this now. It, it's the best. That should be our oh first martial arts movie watch party. Oh, my God. And there is a fight in a bathhouse where they're all like they're essentially just fighting Chinese mob all wearing like the little like sarongs in a bathhouse. Incredible. And they kill. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a big sumo wrestler guy. And the way he kills him is he puts the hose in his mouth and then he <laughs> blows up. <laughs> it's the best. Show down a little Tokyo, Dude, everybody. To watch this. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's great. You know, he's like a chemical engineer. He, he, uh, no. He, 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 he got like a. He, is he, this an example of you saying something with confidence no, that look, I'm believing? Look, look, look <laughs> it up. Go go look up. No, I believe, uh, I believe uh, you. Uh, I don't know if it's a chemical injury. He's, like, he's got like a, a degree in engineering, like in mechanical engineering Wild. or something like that. Uh, and just decided to become an actor instead because he's got a big brain. That rules. If he dies, he dies. I love. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, All right. Clint Torres said, I thought Mary said Merkin rather than Birkin. I spit some of my whiskey out. Yep. <laughs> I like that you're drinking whiskey at. I, uh, that was that, my, that's what I was going to say. That, that's what this show is. Like, some people, like, we have very loyal fans who are like, look, it's not always easy, but sometimes you just got to have a glass of whiskey to get through the show. When I do, ti- <laughs> when I, when I do Tim's podcast, I drink some of the good whiskey. And, There's a uh, lot of it. Uh, yep. And I was sort of like, do I do this now for this one? But I'm glad I'm just jacked on coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming about showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand foot deep end said Mary inviting Jamie on the show, thus facilitating the geek out sesh between him and Brett about TV show music scores, has earned her some money for her baking fund. Yeah. Also, Jamie needs another crisis party. I think that came Let's in before the the, the the crisis party happened. So technically, Let's he, do another yeah. one. Do another one. Uh, yes. yes, Mary uh, definitely gets props for this. Saint <laughs> Miles said, "Monster mom." I don't know what that means. Is that uh, just is that that like they're monsters? Some of these ghouls? women are, yeah. are oh, ghoulish monster, monsters. Yes. They, ghoulish moms yeah. is what they are. Monster mom ghouls. Why can none of my friends set me up with like a girl who's not a monster, but all of them can set me up with just like nerdy dudes I'm going to be friends with? That, <laughs> weird how that works, right? Yeah, I get Oops. it. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. I, I'll, I'll still take it. Free market wins every time. <laughs> it's, it's, the <laughs> it's the invisible hand. <laughs> The Tuttle uh, <laughs> Twins would have something to say about this. Oh, my God. So, see, Havid said, when a culture loses its grip on family, faith, and relationships, and loyalty, then perversion Thank and you. ghoulish yes. behavior is always expected and natural. 
That I was actually agree. a quote from Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, so, like I have I to find out. Wouldn't expect it, but it's true. It's just in there in the middle of nowhere. If it's on streaming, I am like, like after work, we might be late tomorrow because like I should be upstairs like editing no, the show. No, we should save it so we can watch it and together, then, buddy. Uh, what's it called? Show, showdown, showdown in, in Little, Little Tokyo. Tokyo. I wonder uh, what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you. Thanks, bud. Uh, 1991, Dolph Lundgren. It is available for 2.99 on Prime Video. Worth it. Worth it. Well, <laughs> Charge yes. it. Char- it's gonna, I, we will gonna watch it, it on Twitch if that thing is true. Dude, we should review it for the. Sh- we yes. should just review it for like do a review for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> we can write it off. I'm back in two. I'm back in two weeks. I have. Sh- oh, let me. Can I? I have. I have a show in Dallas. A couple at House mm-hmm. of Comedy this week, and then I'm back. Dallas Plano House of Comedy Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And you'll you'll also shout it out at the end too. No, I know, but I, I but I was just gonna say I'm like, when am I back? Because yeah. please wait for me. Okay. Yeah. This <laughs> I week, will wait. And then I'm we, back we next week. We will watch week. it. Yeah. We will watch it. Right. <laughs> Brett will be on the edge of his seat, oh, just waiting. I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> James Eaton said, "Jamie, you're great. Glad you stuck around." Oh, bud, thanks. Clint Torres said. Clint Torres is, in fact, my whiskey-fueled alter ego. The women love him more, especially when his name is spoken fast. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I need. I need a whiskey-fueled ego. That's or alter like, ego. Alter ego. Coffee-fueled alter ego? Alter ego. Yes. Maybe. All right. I don't know, I'm just, I'm just, does that work, ladies listening? I've just been talking about pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> and we haven't even got to Lizzo yet. Oh, yeah, that's let's, right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So she bent the knee. She, if that's she, not too much physical activity. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought about a joke and I was like, that's too. And then oh, you did a better, man. meaner version of it. I was going to wow. leave it alone. But dang. No, okay. we, we let Lizzo. Mary do it because she's sweet or like looking. And then we mm-hmm. don't get in trouble. Yes. Which, I'm innocent. She, she, I can't be blamed. Every time we, we snap and point to you, just like hit a mean Lizzo joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Lizzo <laughs> apologizes after she was called out for using ableist slur in her new song. You might ask what that slur was. It was the it every base. I mean, it was a hard. Are we hard even R. allowed to say it, it, was, it on was, YouTube? There was a there was a hard Z in spaz. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, the problem. I don't know. No, because it's all not know, real. We can't say the other one. We can't say the R one. No. But all I know is that every baseball team or sports team in midwest in like midwestern America had at least one kid with this nickname growing up. And oh, that and my it best was friend. you. It, it, it might have been me. My, it was not me. My best no. friend was nicknamed Spaz, and he would come over and he would rip open the potato chips, and my, <laughs> and my dad would come home, and there would be potato <laughs> chips all over the house, and he'd just go, "Oh, Spaz is here!" and he'd be so mad, and he would just be like Nicholas and scream for him, and then they would like kick him out of the house, and yeah, that's what he was. I, I you know, I heard it was a, I heard in the UK, um, that word is subbed out for the R word here, but it's not here. No. Like spaz is just like, Oh, you're just like, I'd like there were times where I'm like, Oh, I'm being a spaz. Yes. Like right now I'm being a spaz on this show. And, and it's okay. It's yeah. Fine. And it's, it's fine. Not, we're all friends. They're shooting money at me. The, the, the problem <laughs> here is that is not that she, be, it, the, it's not that she said it. It's that she bent the knee. Yeah. Okay. So th- they give a couple of examples here. So it says basically the single is the latest to drop from the artist's upcoming album special. Is that a problem? Oh no. Problem? Oh no. That's so funny. Uh-oh. I didn't know that was. It is already causing quite a stir. In her song, the singer includes lyrics which contain the word spaz. They even it use says, the word. I'm a spaz. I'm about to knock somebody out. So yeah. th- that's a, you, right. can, you can you can glorify violence. That's fine. You just can't use language. And, and guys, the reason that the well, people are, that this lady is angry about this is because she has a condition called cerebral palsy. Uh, cerebral palsy, and that includes um, spastic movements uh, that are very painful. I guess. Hold on. But here's the problem. That's not what she meant no. here. Hold on. Yeah. If listen, 
I'm gonna try to say this without getting in trouble and without being problematic. Um, when I think of a person <laughs> with uh, a, a mentally handicapped, when I think of that person, the first thing I think of is not, man, that person's gonna knock someone out. Like I don't look at them and go, that 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 dude starting fights right now. Like it is clearly she is not talking about. Context matters. It of course it does. Context of matters. Of course it does. No, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> don't say crazy. You can't say no. I, that, that actually is like they say it's ableist. I did, yeah, I did a bad word too. Yeah. I was listening to a song earlier, <laughs> an Eminem song called "Dirty Psycho" that just came out. Is that is that problematic? You can't. Uh, you're not allowed to say psycho. So you can't say. And that would. How do you describe women then? Uh, hey. No. Oh. Hey, hey, hey! Follow this me on Twitter episode. and Instagram. <laughs> oh, ow! Sick burn. Okay. Uh, the singer-songwriter who widely champions the body positivity movement. I have no idea what that is relevant to in this song. Uh, in in many it's of her songs, to all of her songs, received backlash from fans uh, from the disability community. Are they equating body positivity to disability? That sounds like what this article is doing here. Ooh. I don't That's know. That's creepy. Uh, uh, who expressed their disappointment with the tone-deaf lyric. One writer and disability advocate, Hannah uh, Divini, uh, called out the singer, wishing for her in the... Uh, when you get to the bottom of this, you're going you're gonna to want to... If you guys have a monitor, be careful. You will want to throw it at something. Oh, uh, boy. So it says, hey, Lizzo, my disability, cerebral palsy, is literally classified as spastic, spastic dysplasia, uh, diplasia, where spasticity refers to unending painful tightness in my legs. Your new song makes me pretty angry plus sad. Spaz doesn't mean freaked out or crazy. It's an ableist. It means freaked out or crazy. Yo, side note, if any rappers are listening and you can get spastic displaza in a rhyme, that would be fire. Fire. I just We're realized, like, I know, I've heard so many rap songs that say spaz out, like, yep. all the time. So I Yo, think they're just coming for Lizzo. Eminem's it's... still dropping hard F-bombs on, I think, oh, like, two. This isn't done. It, it, she finishes with, it's 2022. Do better. Ew. How many years has it been since people started saying that? Oh, do Ew. better. Do, at least, I mean, she, she managed to leave problematic out of it. So that's impressive. She's one step away from... From moving on to not talk. I hate people that talk like they're on Twitter all the time. Like, I guarantee right. you this person talks like this in the real world, too. They, they, they don't talk like real people. Hashtag canceled. Yes. Uh, and, and says, uh, and then down here, she, and to her credit, Lizzo uh, uh, bent the knee and isn't complaining, I guess. They're like, she's forgiven. There's an article from, like, the Washington Post here that says, like, uh, Lizzo offended fans. She changed it, and they forgave. No, they didn't. Because the next time she does something that they don't like, they're going to just, again, call for her to change it. And now she will be at the mercy of everything she does to people who have the smallest complaint. Yeah. And when she doesn't change it next time, they'll say, well, you changed it before. Why wouldn't you change it now? Do you care more you about... you set the precedent yeah. that they can dictate what you put in your art. Exactly. Also, there's this really funny take from people saying that it's about race. Um, uh, that I have... This, this apology she posted... I am it like sent me like I have no idea what any of this PR speak means. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem with Twitter's everyone speaks as if they, what their stuff they're saying is coming from a PR manager now. Right. I like, just wonder everybody. how many yeah. people to were involved in writing this notes app apology. Um, it's been we... brought to my attention that there is a harmful word in my new song <laughs> girls. Let me make one thing clear. I never want to promote derogatory language. As a fat black woman in America, I've had many hurtful words used against me, so I over I 
overstand the power words? I'm assuming what? she means understand the power but of words. But why overstand? I think I, try to be poetic. Like, trust me, I get it, girl. I overstand the power word. The power words can have, whether intentionally or in my case, unintentionally. I'm proud to say there's a new version of girls with a lyric change there. This is the result of me listening and taking action as an influential artist. I'm dedicated to being part of the change I've been waiting to see. In the Yo, world. what if she changed it to a hard R word? She, well, she that we have it here. We have what she changed it to. She, she made, uh, where is it? I had it pulled up here in one of these articles where she talks about what she actually changed the word. It would have been funnier if it was, worse. she makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm working down here. Uh, do you see it anywhere? Uh, it's C word, R word, F word. Like, what? She's, uh, but she changed it and she made it like she made it something less, um, less crazy. Here's the thing. Let me, uh, as a uh, an artist, as a performer, uh, and as a, a fat black woman, I would like to say that you, when you're writing comedy, so I I I got to. I also have like a music project and I got to open for Talib Kweli, who's one of the best rappers in the world. I love hip hop. And we were talking backstage and like a lot of hip hop, when you actually look at it, it's very similar, especially in like rap battle days. I talk about this on my podcast tomorrow. Um, it's set up punchline when you watch the rap battles. Mm. This guy's blah, 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 blah. He blah, 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 blah. And a lot of the verses that aren't even battles, it's punchlines. Like, how can I get the biggest hit? There is something, especially about hip hop, it is very percussive, mm. right? And a lot of times, and comedy is the same way. It's very percussive. Um, I've never used an incredibly offensive word describing those people i've never used something homophobic i've used a homophobic word to to describe a homophobe before mm. always gets laughs i've used I'll, I'll use them out of context in weird ways and it's mainly and same with hip-hop it's to get a surprise it's to get a reaction it's to get the audience to go, and especially if you start getting those like the way if you just look at like consonants like the way like certain words hit certain words hit stronger than other words yeah. so when you're writing hip-hop when you're writing stand-up you're not going who can i offend who can i make mad you're literally going like man what's what's gonna hit the audience like this and so lizzo not only you know like you were saying well she screwed over the next time she says something problematic she also kind of screwed herself over as an artist because now she has empowered the inner critic which i've fallen victim to mm. when i was scared of twitter i'd be like oh i hope this conservative doesn't get mad when i say this political take or i hope this liberal doesn't take it this way and i'm literally thinking about the worst people in the world who are anonymous people who don't know who I am as a person, who aren't my audience, who will never be on my Patreon, who will never support me, what are they going to think? And she has enabled this person that is inner literally critic now. Yeah, this person is literally describes herself as a disability advocate, which can be a, a, a great thing, but... That kind of just means you're looking for people to Something yell at. To somebody to yell at uh, so that you can control their language. Uh, I would love to know how this helps... Uh, people with her condition yeah, do something cool for disabled people I don't, why don't you spend your time doing that if you're an advocate and it's because they can only do something negative that tears something down they do not of, build like, building right. anybody up one of my biggest problems is like one of the reasons that i don't take a lot of comments seriously is like look there's there are certain personality types some people build and some people create yep. other people are more inherently drawn to want to take it uh, down to, to taking it down crabs on look, the bucket man that's that's fine that's your thing that's not my thing i've never been that way because i just i'm I'm too like uh, I don't know if the term is uh, spazzy. 
perfect. <laughs> I, just, I, got you. I don't have it in me to like be that negative all the time. It's ho- uh, it's horrible. Stuff. And it the people who do it, if you're listening to the show, and we all know people who do it. It's it's a bum. I mean, obviously, I don't like getting negative comments, but there's also a moment where I see stuff and I just go, man, I hope you're doing okay. Because yeah. I will tell you, the second I stopped lashing out at people and the second I was just like, how can I just be a better person? How can I make myself happier? How can I, man, does my life get better? Yeah. And now I don't even want, I can't even be around negative people. Yeah. Like I just don't, and you should, we should, stri- look, we all like to gossip. We all like to trash talk. You know, I mean, we're doing it here on the show, right? I have a hard time finding that line here. Like wanting it it's to tricky be, as a comic like, to not um, to still talk about this stuff, but not make it something that literally because there's days where I literally I'm like I feel ghoulish because of the stuff that we talk about hits me uh, at certain times, but I still want to find a way to have an, uh, a fairly decent or intellectual conversation about this stuff. You can always you have to find. I don't feel a way. like we're violating boundaries no. when we're talking about public people doing yeah. things publicly. And we're not going to them and being like, hey, Kim Kardashian, I think you're ghoulish because of your, right. your surrogate. I'm, I'm not interrupting her space no. and, and, like, no. we're, and forcing we're, yeah. my opinion on her. We're not even adding them on Twitter. No. It's, it's literally... And especially for our listeners, I think even with that story, it's, well, there was a positive spin. Because what what I like about this show is we're also talking about what we like. And yeah. if it was a, if it was just a show that's like, oh, you like this movie? You're dumb. Oh, you like Lizzo? Idiot. Like, I hate that, man. You can, whenever people tell me they like music that I'm not into, I'll be like, cool, man. If it makes you happy, whatever. But you're also allowed to trash people who are being dum-dums and then talk about the things you like. And then people here make it weirdly about race and colorism where they say it's because Lizzo's a darker color skin than Cardi B. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Wait, wait, so what does that have to it do says, with however, anything? It says, however, many are defending Lizzo and pointing out that other songs that have used ableist terms, including her collaborator, Card- ooh, she collaborated with Cardi B. Uh-oh. That makes her uh, hatred adjacent. Yep. Um, uh, Cardi <laughs> that would be a good is, name for a rap album, Hatred, hatred Adjacent. adjacent. Oh. Uh, tell Taleb Kweli to, to I will. do that. Uh, <laughs> he has a song with Morchiba called uh, Let Me See that's one of my favorite songs oh, of all song. time. It's a great song. I don't think uh, he would like me anymore. Uh, I don't. Man, I had fun at his concert. We, I, yeah, that's a, a whole other. I think that that bridge is probably that's probably done. A lot of that. It's like maybe you <laughs> could pull most deaf back from the brink, but I, I don't know if. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that was always there in that music, but it's just worse now. The people I opened for burn. were bad. It was like Moby and Talib Kweli, and I was like, yeah, they're not going to be fans anymore. Nope. Uh, so it says in the song, "Thank you, uh, Shake It" featuring Cardi B. Uh, she raps the word, the R word. I'm not going to say that word. It is, it is bad. You all uh, know the hilarious uh, word we're talking uh, about, though. The, the, uh, Super funny. <laughs> the, really, not, the really fun to say. Uh, which is considered <laughs> highly offensive and dated. To say. Satisfying was very As funny. one fan tweeted, cancel culture is weird and selective. <laughs> Where was this energy when Cardi B, when she said the R word last year? Another added, crazy, because I was just listening to a, new, a newer Cardi song where she says the R word and no one blinked. That's because she didn't apologize. Yeah. Just yeah, don't are, apologize. There are rappers who, um, I think Takashi Six Nine is one of them. Maybe Lil Pump is one of them that even like say the N word and oh, people every, don't. Every rapper says N word. Well, they they say it and they're not black and oh, nobody oh, 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 nobody calls them out because they clearly don't care. And that, it's sort of just a thing where like you're calling people's bluff by not apologizing that, not to be like earnest but that's one of the things i'm learning from just hanging out with you guys and talking to tim and stuff like that it's so if you know your motives are good right yeah. and, and you're being authentic 
you don't need to care what yep. people think. And, you know, you know deep down when you're being mean, when you're being a bigot, when you're whatever, you know it. When you're just trying to make your friends laugh and you're goofing around and you're, you know, using words or whatever. Um, yeah, and, you know, I spent my whole life apologizing and it shouldn't be about other people. If Even if Lizzo, best case scenario, let's say she apologized. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Let's say she apologized because... She literally just goes, oh, my God, like, I didn't know it meant that. Let's say she has a, a special needs cousin and she thinks of him and it brings a tear to her eye and she goes, I got to change that. It still would have been a smarter move to not apologize. Yep. Do whatever you want at the concert. Right. And then just be like, I'm not going to use that word anymore. Never and apologize just, to a group. You can apologize to individuals. Apologizing to groups is a recipe for insincerity. Yeah. Yeah, it does not. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, no, to do it you to not be able to trust yourself, your own intentions. That's and what I was talking about with that voice. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're trying to replace your conscience with the voice of the masses. Which, sorry, like Thank I, you. that is antithetical to being an artist. Yep. So it says there are a lot of songs that use the exact same word, but because it's Lizzo, a stunning, talented black woman, it's an issue. Meanwhile, lighter skinned artists get a pass. Stop with the selective outrage. Y'all did the same thing. Y'all did. Y'all also did the same thing to Kanye on four or five seconds. Uh, they've got three Ukrainian flags in their in their Twitter bio. So that's that, a lot that, of them. That's a lot. I guess um, that means you're three times a good person. So much Ukraine. So. Uh, four or five seconds is a great song. Oh, that's another song I wanted to write. I had a script where there was a fight scene to that song. Oh, I, that's I also amazing. think, but um, the I saw Ray, and I hate bringing up the Ray stuff, but I, I I don't think it's in this article. I saw someone bring up race in a different context where they were applauding Lizzo for her apology, saying that see, this is what happens when you call a black woman out. She actually apologizes. Where if this is a white person, they wouldn't have apologized or it would have been a non-apology. Everyone would apologize now because they're terrified. Because they're terrified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're absolutely terrified. No matter what race you are, we're all scared. Everyone's like, like there. There is a, whether you want to admit it or not. Nobody in the entertainment industry is actually happy. They're terrified. Yes, twenty four seven. Oh, and by the way, when I talk to people behind the scenes, when I talk to people who have canceled me, they go, hey, by the way, uh, I don't think you did anything wrong. And I think this is dumb, but you know how it goes. And I'm like, I don't know how it goes. No. Why no, don't you be the brave no. person that does it? Uh, my favorite thing uh, that they'll say to me, uh, I got canceled for having an affair. I was a big feminist guy. You can listen to me on Tim's show. We don't need to get into it. But for the context of this joke, it's worth it. Uh, the new thing, I've had three industry people uh, tell me this, like guys. They're like, hey, man, I don't want to do this, but you know. I don't think what you did is bad. And they all in the exact same tone and they pause and they go, and you know, my wife read about what happened to you. She thinks it's messed up too. So, no. you know, you got, her, you got her support and I'm like, what? thanks buddy. Can she put me back on the song I was supposed yeah. to do with this famous band? That does not pay my bills. That is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell it's your wife. It's not I, even about like whether what you did is wrong. It's about whether you're a person and people do things that are either right or wrong. Well, and this like, is also the problem with cancel culture. It's like you want people to get better. And by saying you're done, if you have one problematic tweet, you're done. I'm done with you. If you use a word I don't like, um, you're done. If you have an affair, you're, it's like, well, what's the incentive to get better? There's not. You know, if you actually cared about these words, if you you would actually just do stuff to promote, like we were talking about before, positivity instead of just I'm going to take everyone down. It's like, no, you're just vindictive. Also, they don't they don't forget. They, they hold it over you forever, which is another reason why you don't apologize. Yeah, you're right. There are some super chats. Yes. Clintora said, Mary, sick Lizzo burn. Oh. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just had to have my moment there. It was pretty great. Uh, also satisfying says, was still the funniest thing you said. <laughs> he also says, overstand. <laughs> uh, Did Joe, Joe Biden say that? 
Because Joe Biden used it on Kimmel. I don't I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel because I I like to have my sanity. I also I only speak one language, so I never know what Joe Biden's saying. That also yeah. I, w- was not a sentence I expected to hear. I don't hear. speak Joe Bidenese. Yeah, on this podcast. Didn't you guys watch Joe Biden on Jimmy Kimmel? It's like, oh, well, clearly no. we're such fans mm. of both of them. <laughs> uh, Scratch and Slice said, smile more. It's a beautiful day. It's really not a beautiful day if you <laughs> went outside, but... If yeah, you I, know the vibes have been off all day. Actually, they have so. improved since we started the show. They're which is improving. A positive yes, sign. We're doing yes. it. Uh, Nathan Koss said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's literally raining outside. It's beautiful yeah. outside." No, <laughs> Nathan Koss said, "The Lizzo controversy just sounds like another fake outrage campaign to get people to talk about her new music." That could be. Oh. I, I mean, we, we've talked about it. We at always length. are like, "What's real anymore?" We have at <laughs> length. We talk here about how it's become a marketing tool, oh, especially when the apology comes out so fast yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If someone's just like, "Hey, let's get ahead of this," mm-hmm. also people accepted the apology, and that is suspicious. That is suspe- that well, is, when yeah. I saw that, I was the, like, "Ooh." I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that. But, but again, not to make it about uh, race, because I'm not one of those people. Although I guess maybe I am now. Um, if it was a white guy, would they have apologized? Would they have accepted it that quickly? I don't know. Mm, I don't right? But like so. Lizzo was someone they cheer on for so many different reasons. But again, we should be accepting apologies. Yep. that's a good thing. But we shouldn't be apologizing to the mob anyway. It's a very fine line to walk. Yeah. Sure is. All right, Podluck. Are right, we going to start with Britney Spears? We're going to start with Britney yeah, let's Spears. Do it. All right. So believe it or not, Mary doesn't trust Britney Spears' new husband. Go figure. Mm. He's, uh, he weirds me out. Okay. He, can you, so I don't know much. Um, His name uh, is uh, Sam Asghari. Yeah, He's please tell me. An Iranian-born actter, model type dude. Oh, I just saw his face. I don't trust him either. Nobody Too knows who this guy is. Too good, Too good looking. He's also 27 and she is 40. And mm. look, age gaps happen. Like, I get it. Hannah but Claire that's literally not has, exactly like, ordinary. Although I will say the last girl I broke up who kind of le- left me in, in, in a ditch. When I tell people the story, they just go, man, she sounds crazy. I can't believe that. I'm so sorry what happened to you. And then they're like, hey, wait a second. How old is she? And I go, 27. They go, you idiot. It's your fault. <laughs> that, that and I was, was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Should have thought. So now when this happens, uh, Brittany will have to be like, it's your fault, Brittany. You married a 27-year-old. That, that Specifically was because yeah. he's 27. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, he's. it says that uh, there is an ironclad prenup in place. He doesn't get a dime if this falls through. All right, maybe she surprised. has the same sense you do, Mayor. <laughs> I was surprised at how um, low her estimated net worth is. What is it? It's like sixty-five million. It that should be low. higher, considering how long she has been performing. And those yeah, numbers, the residuals, the yeah, and then but then because her father and her sister were responsible for her losing so much, yeah, uh, so many of her opportunities and so much of her money, and then she was in these Las Vegas residencies that, that she made didn't hundreds of be millions. In. Like yeah, those, those made tons yeah, of and they were living so off of her her work making her work while it's under the pretense that she's not fit to to work to work yes. it's just insane but um i just don't trust this guy because i i'm sure there are other ways that he can siphon her wealth yeah and how long have they been together um, a couple years it's only been a couple years but yeah they just got married the other day oh he made a joke that was funny although i'd have to hear his delivery to see if it was funny or creepy the article said uh he joked that he was the one who wanted a prenup to protect yeah. his Jeep and shoes. Uh, that, that's kind of funny. Go. That's good. Um, he might be an, a good guy. I just, you never know. I mean, it would be nice if Brittany caught a win, right? I, I, I would like yeah. to get, give her a W. But also, it, I found it weird that like her children weren't at the wedding. At the wedding? Yeah. And they, they said it was because they didn't 
want to steal her spotlight Which or makes something. no sense. That's uh, a but, weird thing to say. But who was at the wedding? Madonna, Paris Hilton, and Selena Gomez. We talked about uh, how others, pa- yeah. Paris Hilton ditched Joe Biden Yo, that for, ruled. for I saw Britney that. Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hose before bros. <laughs> True enough. That ruled. Depression. Yeah. I just thought that was suspicious, uh, like questionable at least. Also, the, Although um, I didn't go to my dad's wedding uh, when he married my stepmom because I was like, I hate you. This is a betrayal. And she's like the most wonderful woman in the world. Like and I was like, oh, I was just ever. an idiot 16-year-old. Like, yeah, I understand. Like there could be misunderstandings like that going on that, that we have no idea Also about. remember, Hollywood kids are as crazy as the Hollywood people. I just, in the first place, I don't think a 27-year-old male model is dating a <laughs> A forty-year-old woman yeah. who is uh, kind of mentally unstable right. for good reasons. <laughs> hey, hey, she may be old, but at least she's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just like yeah. hard to believe. No, that's, that a, that's, that's a genuine. that's a solid point. Dude. And she's like spinning around in her house with no clothes on and with like really eyeliner bad pictures around her eyes. Like the, that's a, my that's biggest a solid, posting nudes on Instagram. Yeah. And my biggest complaint is the pictures always look like they're taken on like a really old phone. Yeah. Like I was like, at least get a good camera to take your your i just don't think that's like normal don't take the news and then play snake on the same phone yeah like we had the whole free britney thing and now we're realizing like the consequences of freeing someone who hasn't been free for 13 years she doesn't know how to handle it britney Britney spears this is like the uh, microcosm of the prison reform we're like let them all out it's like oh no we didn't teach them how to function in society immediately gets married she's like pregnant with this guy's kid and then has a miscarriage obviously because she She's like under extreme. I mean, I think it's like the Kanye like thing older. where you see this and no one goes, hey, I think they need mental health help. Well, like, they just I, make fun of Kanye. Right. Well, Why are and, the and only two options like legal slavery or or impregnation? Completely like free reign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind I don't of a get problem it. of yeah, how having we that much money. The therapist. It's kind of like a problem of that of having that much money too. Like you can literally just get into less trouble when you're broke. Yeah. Well, and people True. don't realize what it's like to be around these like scumbag yes men. Like I remember. Um, I did a show with Andy Dick, who I believe was arrested again recently. Just recently, yeah, yeah. for like exposing himself on live stream yep. or something. And like, yeah, he, you know, when he was sober, um, when I met him, and he was a sweetheart. And I can't speak obviously to allegations. I one night we hung out, yeah, and we texted a couple times, and um, he was so nice. And I said we were at dinner with another like friend of mine, and that's how we met. And I said, I'm going to a stand-up show. And he goes, hey, can I come with you? And I was like, sure. And we're driving in the car. And we start talking about depression. And I I tell him that Robin Williams was one of my best friends. And Robin helped me with my depression, which is like really weird when the dude who helps you with your depression like kills himself. And then he told me, which was really cool and sad seeing what happened. But Chris Farley, before Chris Farley died helped him and Chris Farley actually gave Andy Dick um, the big book which is like the book of AA like Alcoholics Anonymous and so he had Chris Farley's book because he wanted him to get help and so I'm like man this dude's so misunderstood what an amazing guy blah 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 the second we get to this comedy club and this was like a C-rate garbage LA uh, comedy club all of these horrible comics these Instagram influencer girls these comics who are nobody 
all of them are running to Andy Dick, offering him drugs, offering him alcohol, oh. all this stuff, because they don't care about him as a person. They want their I got wasted with Andy Dick story. They want their yeah. I did cocaine with Andy Dick story yeah. so they can tell it, you know, uh, uh, later on. And they don't care about this guy. So I think people don't understand that this like bubble in Hollywood, the yes, she has been surrounded for decades, you know, by these people that will just either enable bad behavior, yeah. will block her up, will say yes when she's being erratic and crazy, will do whatever. And like that is going to f- – and also artists, we're already unstable when we get into it, yeah. let alone then you get famous, let alone she got famous so young. It's like, man, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, she's been – her whole life just been taken she advantage. She seems quite obviously frozen in time at a younger age than she is. That's a great point. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like – just not ready for the steps in life that she's taking right now. Yeah. Um, I'm glad she, that she has a solid prenup that protects some of her her wealth at <laughs> that least. That Mickey Mouse Club, man, it messes people Take up. Take what that you can get. messes people up. I don't know how to, what's going to You what's know, Timber Justin gonna Timberlake that's seems a, fine. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. He's he like, just like does yeah. shrooms in the woods with his wife. That's the move. Totally. Like, and then made an album about it. Yeah. That's going to be me and Ian that's in a cool. couple of months. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's fine. Uh, Tim, Timberlake seems like he's all right. Timberlake's solid. All right. Uh, I want to mention this real quick because uh, everyone, I was complaining. I've been complaining about Reva on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi because because that character is awful. Sure. Uh, and I said that they need to replace her with the lady who played uh, Kayla in Jurassic World Dominion, uh, which is an actress named... Uh, uh, DeWanda Wise. DeWanda Wise, which is a great name. That's like a, saw, yeah. I, keep, I keep wanting to say Wanda DeWise, but it's... DeWanda. DeWanda Wise. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, and she is fantastic, and now they're talking about how she could have a spinoff from the Jurassic World franchise. Do we need more Jurassic World movies? No. But would I watch a movie about a really awesome chick who works in the black market of the dinosaur trade? Yes. Yes, I would. Uh, As much as I like the character... No, nope, you're wrong. Please Let's stop. go. No, no, you're wrong. You're stop wrong. Stop Let's with the spinoffs go. and the reboots and the sequels. Just call and it. We have something else. Don't you don't have to put Jurassic World in the name. Just call it uh, Dinosaur Black Market. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just make a story. Make a story called Dinosaur own, Black Market. You know? I, I will. Yeah. I will write the script for Dinosaur, dinosaur Black Market. Spent, oh, we can do a table read here. Yeah. Oh. They just. spent too much time in the Dinosaur Black Market in. Dominion. Oh, to, they kind of spoiled it I, for I, anything else. It's gonna be freaking awesome. She's gonna be her t- carrying a T Rex around in a plane. It's gonna be freaking. <laughs> awesome. I love that we're acting like this is already like confirmed. I know it's happening. And we're right. uh, <laughs> so basically, they're saying here it says uh, the possibility came up when new cast member Dewanda Wise. Uh, was being interviewed by Cinema Blend on the Dominion red carpet. Many new and OG Jurassic fans are loving the fearless and genuine Kayla Watts, who joined forces with Owen Grady and Claire Deering to rescue Maisie from the villainous biosyngenetics with the worst villain ever played by, you know, the the guy from Royal Pains, which I loved, but he's bad in that in this movie. Uh, Watts is quickly becoming a fan favorite. Viewers having uh, been waiting to hear if Kayla, a Kayla-centered spinoff could carry the Jurassic World legacy forward. See, they could maybe they do a show, though I don't know how they could do that on a budget, but you do like a six-episode miniseries where she's just like so selling the off. series too. She sells off some dinosaur eggs, mm. uh, and that's how she gets her plane for the first time. I guess what I liked uh, partly about her character in Dominion is that they didn't get into her like backstory and they just kind of threw her in and she still seemed like she was well that's because like they, out they were leaving character. room for dinosaur black market. Oh. I guess they were. In 2026. Um, but can she just be Reva? Like, 
She, they I, should replace her. Yeah, Riva is truly like, uh, who is it? Uh, Andrew was mentioning the other day that he said that actress is actually really. Thank you. Thank you. He said that actress is really good on a show called Queen's Gambit. I I have not seen Queen's Gambit, uh-uh. but she was not meant for the role of Riva. I know that. So a- anything with king or queen or royal in the title, I do not watch. So uh, you're not a. Did you watch? It's Downton about Abbey? chess though, no. not the it's royal about chess. family. No, it's, I don't it's, care. It's I don't about care. Ch- I, I still don't I'm care. right. I'm with you. Yeah, right just there, the period pieces. I know you are, but Dolph Lundgren <laughs> all the way. <laughs> yeah, unless it's, unless it's Dolph Lundgren playing chess while killing ninjas, I don't want to. Yep. I don't yep. want Let the women yep. enjoy our drama. You guys get your. You guys get your. Let us have our things. You guys get your inventing Annas and your and your and your one about creepy female real life. Creepy female villains, yep. and we get uh, Dolph Lundgren killing ninjas. And you get killing explosions and dinosaurs, and dinosaurs falling out of planes. Yeah, dinosaur black market. <laughs> Dude, we're doing it. We're, uh, I'm gonna. We gotta hire someone to write the script. I'll write the script. All right, we are gonna finish off with. Uh, I, I I really want to name a segment. Womp womp womp. Oh, yeah. womp, womp. Uh, Let's do it. You just did it. We, we now have a segment called Womp Womp Womp. Kim Kardashian <laughs> may have damaged Marilyn Monroe's Met Gala dress. Womp Womp Womp. womp, womp. Brett, are you trivializing the 1962 Marilyn Monroe gown? I am, I am trivializing it to you? such an extent. How dare you? Let her have her things. She, um, you have to see Kim Kardashian can get her fat ass out of Marilyn Monroe's dress. Uh, as not, far as I'm yeah, I thought I thought the reason you had a surrogate was so you could stay skinny and you're still popping dresses. Exactly. Come on, man. Here's what, was what the point I'm saying. Like she was holding a fur stole behind her the whole time she because was wearing she couldn't this dress. Close it. I knew that she yeah. didn't close it. <laughs> she should have hired a surrogate to wear that Don't dress. Even if she oh, a dress surrogate. Yeah, dress yeah. Surrogate. yeah. Just a body double, dude. Uh, we, dude, we got deep fakes now. It's not like normal peons <laughs> like us are are involved in seeing this stuff. It's anyways, just, just deep fake her me. face. You can't just like have something custom made for yourself that looks exactly the same. You had to just go and damage a historic artifact. Yeah, she, uh, you know, it's the entitlement. I mean, just her, such uh, she, she didn't just break the internet; she broke this dress too, and that's <sighs> a, that's a problem. So uh, they show a picture here of the before and after. A bunch of the what are the jewels uh, that came off of it? on there yeah and then also she was like stretching the zipper beyond its physical limits um, well when you got when you got an ass like that you know hell yeah limits are just you know you're limitless i'm you're sure limitless. it got discolored too because she wears like makeup all over her body mm-hmm. uh i i know that she wore the hair up for that purpose right yeah but like if she's on a red carpet she's almost certainly going to be wearing like some kind of makeup yeah on her body like all over and then and then she didn't even wear it for long she would wore it up the the yeah, stairs it was like and then changed. 30 seconds maybe she's talk about having money and like just like you don't need to do that just wear a replica she yeah. wore the replica after the rest she of, did that's the 15 saying. seconds after she ruined it yeah like, just just wear the replica that, it's like, fine. And you also n- know about yourself. It. I can't wear a white shirt when I eat. I've accepted that about myself, so I don't do amen, it. My, amen, my yeah, friend. Can't do it. Again. See. You both throw away white shirts, too. I, dude, I, oh, dude, I have a tattoo. I, I, oh, my God. And, yeah, I, and I look good in them. You guys a white are soulmates. I, look I, I buy cheap, I, I buy Fruit of the Loom white shirts, <laughs> and I just throw them away after I'm done wearing them. What have I done by getting you two in a room together? Next week, he's in her spot, and they're just like, no! <laughs> we can't because then who would argue with people uh, in the super chat? Yeah. No, I, I, who, would, who I, would villainize the super chat? I, I, I love both of you guys. I just want to come in here as a. I'll, come, I'll be your guys third. Is that Perfect. What they say in the poly world, yeah. I'll be yes. your guys third. Yeah, hundred percent. We got this. 
All right, uh, dude, thank you so much for coming today. This ruled. Yeah, I yeah. had so much fun. Uh, uh, let everyone know what you got coming up so they can know where to find you in like, the events. Yeah, so uh, most importantly, I've been having a blast building community from, uh, I mean, now this show and Tim's show. So you can follow me on social media. I'm pretty good at responding. Uh, my Twitter's at Jamie Kilstein. My Instagram, which I believe is Shadow Band, but if you type in uh, the Jamie Kilstein, it's verified. Uh, you should get it. So I make sketches. I talk about mental health there. The podcast, uh, it's the full word, but I'll say it's called a f-ups guide to the universe uh we just had john cleason from monty python oh, amazing and porn star nicole aniston came on to make me feel better about my breakup so it's a really fun show and we talk about mental health and silly stuff and politics and blah 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 she talk about weed uh I I, she, although i'm oh did she i know she's a yes. huge weed head big on weed mm. big on weed big on spirituality i'm not a big weed guy but mm. yes and uh, so that's called an f-ups guide to the universe or you can go to jamiekillsteampodcast.com and if you happen to be in texas and want to see me perform live i am headlining the House of Comedy in Plano, which is right outside of Dallas, this Thursday, not Friday because they have these TikTok duo, but Ugh. it's Thursday night, two shows Saturday, and a show Sunday. That's the House of Comedy, Plano, Dallas. Uh, it's not up on my website, but you can go to the House of Comedy's website and get tickets there. Uh, I'm on Patreon. but uh, Oh, and also check out Tim's vlog. I, I'm, I'm writing them this week. People are really liking it. There's crazy stuff about there's just crazy stuff. I, just go check it out. It came up in my feed today, and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. we went hard. We Perfect. Went, we went hard. So <laughs> check that out as well. All right, Mary, we had some super chats before we go. Yeah. Um, John Lee said, Jamie, I feel you, man. My stepmom ended up being an amazing person. <laughs> so my biological mom so abandoned bad. me, and my stepmom treated me like her own. Yep. Aww. Yep. Sweet. Yep. I feel that, buddy. Um. Oh, and there's also Clint Torres. He said... <laughs> Mary's wearing the sassy pants today. I love the sassy pants. They're so comfortable. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say that part. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I was I was wondering where that was going, mm -hmm, but we mm -hmm. do we we stand sassy I pants. I think you've Mary. had too much whiskey, Clintoras. Well, this is his alter ego where he gets women though, so he just went for it. Yeah, he went for it. It's not working, Clintoras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sassy. Sassy. The sassy All right. pants. See, sassy pants. Let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at Closer Kitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. Yes, she does. Yeah. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show Monday through Friday right here on YouTube.com, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 Pacific. Eat a Cali burrito. Watch the show. It's yeah. beautiful. You can also listen to us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, if that's still your chosen method for taking in all of this ridiculousness. And then on social media, we are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.